The Church Sound Podcast is brought to you by Invisible Media Training. If you want to empower your tech staff, we have courses that teach churches the technical tools for ministry. Hit them at InvisibleMediaTraining.com. It's time to empower and grow. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. Part of the Repurpose Network. Where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson. And what we do, we talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes, yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson. Welcome to episode number 111. Welcome aboard. We have a great, 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 great show in store. Show title today is Preparing for Worship. And when I decided to um, broach this topic, I thought about preparing a meal or preparing um, for a guest. There are things that you do to allow you to have what we what we aim for or we try to teach and try to impart to have a successful Sunday morning service. And I thought, I said, you know what? I need to look at this from a pastoral perspective and from a, from a historical, historical perspective, especially the black church experience, especially the black church experiences because what you're dealing with in the, in the historical aspects of, of the black church is the black church being the cornerstone of civil rights, the cornerstone of a lot of things that has happened in the country for, for myriad of years, hundreds of years. Right. But inside of that, a pastor has to be able to navigate that and be able to speak to the people, no matter where they are, no matter what culture they're in and rather what culture they come from or they're involving from. So it's very, 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 very important to be able to um, speak in those three different aspects. So today's show, we have three pastors, three pastors giving you a historical perspective, a spiritual perspective, and from a strategic perspective of preparing for worship and understanding what goes into that and the importance of us being as leaders, as um, carriers of the gospel, that we are in the people business, meaning that we're in the business of discipling. So when we're talking about the Church Sound Podcast, we're talking about real life. We talk about kingdom culture and technology. And all of these factors play in to a solid an expressive and impactful worship experience. So our three pastors uh, and ministers, you can say they're ministers, but they all have different rankings. This is really crazy. So we have Minister Vinnie Holmes, and he's going to be talking about the black church yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We also have the great Bishop Charles Millette, talking about the power of the volunteer and how that has impacted the preparation for worship and what that really means. 
And then we have Pastor Mark Brown Sr. He's talking about the worship experience 360 degrees. And I, I and I firmly believe that you guys are going to get so, so much um, um, from from this podcast. So let's let's go back in time for a second. Let's go into the time bubble. And let's welcome <laughs> Minister Vinnie Holmes. It's a song about people. You can enslave our bodies, but you can enslave our spirit. history of oh yeah of the where gospel music started we all know it started in in hard times slavery times exactly. gospel music mm-hmm. so when it terms of black church minister holmes what say you sir well i would say first thank you for taking us down that uh that room and i would dare say that you played our story Mm-hmm. Yeah. our story because for so long the black church was the center of black culture yeah and the reason why it was the center of the black community the black culture is because in many ways the black church was the only place the only real place that people of color could have a voice in society Mm. You heard all those different messages. I mean, just because they had music behind them doesn't mean that they uh, that were they weren't messages. They weren't just music. They were voices. They were mm-hmm. they were stories. They they were testimonies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and as you said, it came. That music came out, and and the black church came out in in hard times. And they were not. When I say they, I'm talking about uh, America as a whole was not allowing people of color to have a voice. Right. But you can mm-hmm. go into your church. A black person can go into their church, and where they were unimportant in the world, mm-hmm. they can be an usher who was important. 
They could be uh, a nurse. They could be on the trustee board. They could be a deacon or a minister. So the black church was the center and it, and it fed folk. Right. And we're still crying out now. We still need to be fed. Wasn't that amazing, right? Now, it's very, very important to understand when you're to, to usher people in and the things that goes on behind the scenes. But they're also the spiritual aspect when we're, we're talking about technology and not letting that be the guiding force, meaning that that's the only thing that you think about is that the spiritual aspect of worship is important, but bringing technology in definitely will enhance it. So let's let's see what Pastor Mark Brown Sr. has to say. What made you say, you know what, we have a disconnect here and we have a multi-generational church and I need to connect them. What what was it was a one moment that allowed you to to, to think think along this process? Well, um, in the state of Indiana, there's a group called the Centers for Congregations, and they put out um, a special project. They help churches in a lot of different ways. And so um, they put together a project called Engaging Young Adults. And in that, they started educating, you know, senior leadership uh, from uh, about 30 or 40 churches in the city uh, on helping us to know how to win more young people. And I'm I'm at the place where we have to be more sensitive to uh, the young adults and, 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 and live in their world or understand their world better. So be, because I have been studying, you know, for, you know, transitions and leadership kinds of things, I was very sensitive to this. And so actually uh, they helped put together a framework and really taught us about the millennials and Zs and all this generation. Uh, how to relate to them, uh, and then and then we understand how important technology is to them. So I, I was at a place where I didn't know what I didn't know, mm-hmm. okay. and so now I'm at a place where I know I don't know. And so I said, what better way than let them bring me in the know? You know, let them bring me along and make them a viable part of the solution or building ministry out that ministers across generationally. What's what's been their response? Like when you when you shared this information, I'm curious to see what their response was. The millennials. Well, we got a core team that's kind of uh, a case study group, okay. a work group of about ten uh, millennials uh, and some of their spouses, and they're very excited. They're, they're very excited to connect with the older generation, and they're very excited about the older generation wanting to be able to connect with them on their terms. Wow, that says a lot. That says a lot. You know. You know, my master's thesis in uh, uh, when I was in school for for ministry was how do we get more content of the gospel within the social media context? Because um, uh, if you understand, when Martin Luther hung his treaty uh, on the wall, there was also a tremendous uh, the revelation of being saved by grace, of course, with Martin Luther. But at the same time, people don't couple that with there was a great technology that was invented called the printing press. Mm -hmm. That treaty revelation moved forward because you didn't have to go to the priest. You could read the Bible for yourself. 
So we're in another shift where technology is driving a great ministry opportunity if we figure out how to put the gospel and music and all of that into that technology. Wow. Is that making sense to you? Yeah, that oh makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect. Because so, I often, often so, say that music marks, I mean, it marks time. Technology marks time. Music marks time. All these things mark time. And to be able to use those tools to be able to reach the generation they were trying to affect is paradigm. It's important. Yeah, and so that, you know, we hear it in the music, we see it in the music, but it also, I think, in the big picture, impacts how well we're able to propagate the gospel. Right. So... I've, I've, I'm trying to learn how to do podcasts. I'm trying to learn how to do, you know, social media. And, and if all you're doing is Facebook, that's so yesterday for many of the young people, then, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> Caleb, you know, my daughter, she's always making fun of me because yeah. I'm like trying to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> for sure. I feel like, yep, you're right. She, uh, yeah, she's hit me up with a couple of things too, so don't feel bad. She has, she has got on me about some stuff as well. So I got I got another question for you, Pastor. Now let, let me ask you if if you had the opportunity to speak to a young pastor like myself who was trying to searching for the right for the right fit um, in their in their services with worship with millennials or whatever, so that they can move forward into what and where um, where we're going as the church. Um, what would you be? What would you say to them? What would you share with them? I would share with them. Um there's a book called The Presence-Based Church by Tara Tickle. That's T-E-Y-K-L. I don't know if this book is still even in print, but uh, this writer, he talks about there's two kinds of churches. There are programmatic churches and presence-based churches. And presence-based churches are built in prayer, soaking, worship, that kind of stuff. Programmatic churches can have a lot of activities but not necessarily God's presence. Mm. Now, doesn't mean if you have activities, God's not there. But it, but if you want to ensure that God is there, you, you need to be thinking about having a presence-based church. So I um, would tell a young pastor or leader, you know, it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by, by his spirit, you know, says the Lord. So wanting to create an environment where the Holy Spirit can come and have his free reign in the service means that, hey, I may spend more time on worship than I do on other parts of the service. Um, I know that some folks, their format is very programmed. They're going to uh, the first few minutes do their prayer, do their opening scripture, you know, do all their announcements and they've mm-hmm. got all the things slotted in certain time frames. Mm-hmm. All I know is that 10, 15 on Sunday morning and Caleb, you've been there. Mm-hmm. We're going to and start worshiping. Yeah. The rest of the service is really free formed. Uh, mm. Now we have the, the good fortune at this point, we, we just have one main service on Sunday morning. I'd like to get to more services at some time. But right now, you know, we have plenty of space, so I'm not really forced into a second service. So I don't have to be thinking about getting the crowd in and out and that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, sure, sure. You think that would, when that does happen, how do you think your service would change? Well, I'm sure there'll be, you know, some, um, some points where we'll have to be more observant of the time. Now, I am, in general, 
observant of the time. You know, by a certain time, I like to be done. If, it were, if, if we're not done, then the only reason why we're still there is because the Holy Spirit is is driving that. Exactly. Like I was this yesterday, Sunday morning, uh, about 45 minutes before we left. But the end was an altar call. And then we end up laying hands on people. And then the Holy Spirit has started moving again. And so, but I envision at some point we're going to have a service that just doesn't end. I'm looking for the kind of service with like the uh, Brownsville blessing or the Ontario blessing where they just had service and people woke up three days later after they've been slain in the spirit. Amazing. Amazing. I've had many conversations with our next guest, Bishop Charles Millett, amazing man of God. And his insight on the power of the volunteer and how that impacts the overall worship experience, which really goes into our topic, which is preparing for worship. It just doesn't happen in the pulpit. It happens in all the connected departments. The AV department, AVL department now is connected to all these areas. So it's it's pertinent that our preparation goes along with the parking lot, the the, the greeters, uh, security, um, you know, the the pest, the the uh, the the, um, the the cleaning staff, the, the deacons. All these things are, are are all part of getting to the heart of the person that is visiting the church. So. I know I'm, you should be curious. (laughs) What does Bishop Charles Millett has to say? Brothers, we're in the people business. Yes. That's a business that uh, we're in. And when we, you know, talk about, you know, church uh, as a business, you know, you know, ministry in itself uh, is big business and, you know, big business in itself is ministry. And so we specialize in serving and taking care of people. And it takes so many uh, different hands uh, working together to help take care of people because people's needs uh, vary from the time they actually drive on uh, the parking space of the campus getting out of their cars to walking to the door, coming in the door, knowing where to go, where to be. And then when they get inside to make sure that what they came for is presented in a way that they all can understand. And that's where all hands on deck actually come in uh, to play. And Mm -hmm. I like to refer to volunteerism. You know, there are different names that we can, you know, uh, uh, label them. I like, refer to ours in North Carolina, if I can say, we call them our serve team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's all about uh, being able to serve the people that actually come uh, to the house of God. And so if I, I, I look at a service, I look at, okay, well, what is it that I can do to help out? Right. And when you allow yourself to help out you're actually volunteering, but you're doing more than volunteering. You're actually serving. 
Right. So there are some things that, you know, I can help out with that another person may not be as comfortable helping out with or may need some training to help out with. Mm-hmm. But whatever my hand can do, yes, sir. as I do that and put my hand to it, I am not only serving the people, I'm serving God too. So I like to think about, you know, volunteerism from the perspective of serving. And serving to me is, whatever I can do to help out. Right. Well, what has happened over time, I think that uh, God has graced us to become more knowledgeable about the, you know, coming to church. When I grew up in, in church, it was about coming to church or are you going to church? And now God has blessed us so to we see church more than just a trip that we take. Mm. Church now is a worship experience. Yes, sir. And the experience does not only start once you get inside the building. The experience starts from the time, again, you enter the campus. And when we think about the experience, uh, it's more than just going to church. It's about how do we create and cultivate an environment in for the whole day Mm-hmm. to where the current members, the visitors, and people who are there to just see what it is we offer, how is it that we help those people to have an encounter with God? Mm. And so now more thought has gone into the worship experience and helping people to have an encounter with God. And as we look more at that, we discovered, okay, there are better ways to do that. There are additional things that we can offer to make a trip to church more than a trip, but it is in a complete worship experience. And Mm -hmm. as you start to look at that, you also discover, well, we can do this, we can do that, we can do a little more of this, we can do a little more of that, and then we say, okay, but we're going to need some help doing that. And who is it that can help us to help people that are coming to have an experience and have an encounter with God that day. So I think what has expanded the volunteerism and the need to serve is looking at how we can make the trip to church a worship experience and an encounter with God as opposed to just saying, I went to church today. You know, what we're talking about now, brothers, is not something that we have always had. Okay. This is something that we have grown into ourselves and we still go into it because we currently make adjustments mm-hmm. uh, to what we have because we look for ways to improve upon, you know, our presentation. But one of the things that we actually look at is, I said, when we started to look at it, let's look at ministry from the perspective of us being the person that's visiting the ministry. That's good. What is it that you believe would help you to have a great experience in church that day? And so we started, you know, uh, from the very beginning and setting everything up. And, you know, we started writing down what would be a good experience and what we felt that would, you know, help people to leave church that day, really being extremely blessed and appreciating the care and the nurturing that they got. So we started taking those notes. And then after that, I began to share uh, my vision uh, and my heart about how we should take care of God's people. Mm-hmm. You go to anywhere in corporate America and, you know, five-star service, they spend hundreds of thousands yes. of dollars 
in preparation and having conversations and training and prepping to provide a level of service to their customer base because they realize that the way they take care of the people that come to their establishment has a whole lot to do with whether those people are going to return or continue to do business with them. And sometimes we make the mistake of just assuming that people just automatically have to come to our worship experience, that they automatically have to come to our church. Mm. And really, that is is not true. I mean, think about it. Uh, If you think about each of our churches, people probably pass maybe, you know, 10, 20, 30, maybe 50 churches before they even get to the place or the house of worship that they regularly attend. And there's a reason why they pass by or continue to go or make their way to the house of God that they currently serve in because people use to choose choose churches, brothers, based on convenience, based on if their parents and family members went there. And this day and this hour, people choose churches not only by what the Spirit of the Lord is leading them to do, but they choose churches that tend to solve problems for them. And problems are solved for people based on service, what we can provide and what we actually can give. And it doesn't mean that people should just come to church for what they can get and they should come to church and tell us what to do or how to do. But what it does mean is this. These are God's people. Yes, sir. We set the tone. We create the atmosphere. We provide the level of hospitality and the culture and the environment where people come there and they say, God, not only was it only good to be here, but I felt God here. I had an encounter with God. I want more of this. I want to actually come back. Yes. Yes. Wasn't that amazing? So what I'd like to do right now is to um, pay some bills. Can we do that? Did you know that 177 million Americans listen to podcasts? You know, you can listen to podcasts anywhere. Most people listen to at least eight shows a week. So what does that mean for your church? Isn't the goal to reach more people with your message? You know, Tascam has been the choice of musicians, engineers, and broadcast professionals worldwide. And now they enter the new age of the podcaster, where they once again combine affordability, portability, and sound quality in one elegant package with the Tascam Mixcast 4. Isn't it great to hear the roar of the crowd behind your voice at the tips of your fingers? The ease of use and the portability of this hardware unit where you can have four microphone inputs, Bluetooth, telephone, and computer input all at the reach of your fingers. So do yourself a favor and go to your local retailer or retailer online and get yourself a Tascam Mixcast 4 because the goal is to reach more people with your message. Yes, yes, yes. So we're going to close this segment off with this. We're going to bring back Pastor Mark Brown Sr. And he's going to be talking about make sure we usher in the spiritual aspect. Keeping that sacred especially in the AV ministry, it's very, very easy to get distracted. Super easy to get distracted. 
and what we want to make sure that we impart to you the tools you need to be successful in the area of your church and your ministry. So let's bring back Pastor Brown I mean, unless you're intentional about allowing Holy Spirit to drive the thing, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, it's not going to happen mechanically, if you know what I mean. Sure. Right. So, so what does Sunday morning look like um, from you? I mean, how do you prepare? How does your team prepare? Um, do you all sit down and discuss as your your minister of music? get with the engineer does the engineer get with like how, what is what does the week look like at your church well the week i i believe our minister of music or our worship leader he oftentimes will send out you know a base framework for worship mm-hmm. um that may be four or five songs and he shares that i know with my son who gets like the words together uh and um the sound folks and they're aware of what what they need to do um, and of course, as you become more experienced, you don't have to spend as much time in prepped that way. So, you know, since, you know, none of my people are doing ministry full time, um, it's not like we have time to have a planning meeting every week mm-hmm. on what we're doing. In fact, we don't. We may share a text or two through the week. Um, but that's where we have to be cohesive in the spirit and connected to, you know, to to the Holy Spirit and each other. Um, so we we um, uh, I, I know other ministries maybe are, are much more formal, but at this point in time, this is has served us pretty well. Now, the other thing is, if you're competent in your skill set, like I say, that gives you more opportunity to be creative. Because um, if you're very good, like our our worship leader is very good at what he does, he can shift from an old hymn to something very contemporary, or he can play something, you know, from a Hispanic. He's Hispanic. He can play something, and you think you're sitting on the beach, you know, in Mexico or someplace. <laughs> uh, but he he's got this wide range, and uh, depending on who we're, you know, the other week we did an African pastor's prayer service, and he started out with some songs that we had learned in Lagos. Uh, Nigeria. And so, um, y- you know, when you build your core out, then you can build on that core and be creative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, I personally prepare some days I go into the service with three different messages, um, waiting to hear which one the Spirit of God is going to really be speaking to. Mm-hmm. So, on the one hand, you might say I'm over prepared, but on the other hand, by being over prepared, you're you have much more flexibility in which way to go when the Holy Spirit starts to guide you. Sure. Sure. Wow. Wow. So that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, we, but after doing this, you know, I'm in my 10th year and my worship leader, my sound guy, my son, and those guys, they've been with me probably the better part of, you know, seven to five to seven years. Mm -hmm. So they all, we all know each other. I mean, not just, see each other but we know each other you know and he knows about when my worship leader knows when i start to go a certain way he knows where i'm headed so that always makes it a lot easier you know right right wow well let me ask you uh pastor have you ever have a, had a moment have you ever had a moment in um where the service 
went to the left? And then how were you able to steer it back? Being because you're 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 a man of the spirit. So if you have you ever had a situation where that service just went to the left? Well, it might have been sonically, it might have been just whatever the case may be. How were you able to bring it back? Or have you never had that situation? Oh, I've had that situations many times. I think that comes, you know, uh, with, with the territory if you're leading worship or service. Uh, I think for the leader, he's got to know how he gets back to the Lord. Mm. Um, I, you know, while I'm not a soloist, I, I like to worship and I like to sing. So um, if it's gone off uh, in a direction that, that I'm not sensing, I'll probably start a simple song and bring it back and just get the congregation worshiping again and then, you know, kind of rebuild that foundation. And, you know, you may have experienced that when you've been with mm-hmm. us and maybe have. Been, you may have experienced that. And, you know, maybe sometimes people know it. Sometimes they don't know it. They just say, oh, he's just singing this morning. And no, I'm actually <laughs> uh, recreating, the, you know, recrafting where that service is going. Um, and, you know, n- not everybody has that ability uh, so they have to do what they do to get connected with the Lord. Like our founder, Bishop Johnson, mm-hmm. he'll probably just stop and re- lead a corporate prayer and say, let's pray into this and um, and reconnect the service where he believes the Holy Spirit wants to go. So you have to know how you connect with Holy Spirit. And once you connect Holy Spirit, then you can lead the rest of the people back into that. That's good. Some because, you know, the worship team is not really there to entertain them. The worship team is to lead them into heaven. Exactly. Right. Into the sound of heaven. And so if they're not, if they, if they're too busy looking at the people who are sitting and, 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 and talking in the aisles and, you know, not getting focused, then they won't get into heaven. If they don't get into heaven, the congregation don't have a prayer getting there. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. And you know, the enemy's job is to distract us. Mm-hmm. So, there can be a myriad number of distractions, um, you know, all from the sound cracking and the, the mics not working or uh, lights going out, you know, babies crying, you name it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it happens. Yes, you have to stay on what your primary uh, assignment is in that service and try with the best of your ability to, to get that done. Yes. 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 So, what I'd like you to do is take in the information. You know, information is everything, right? Information is everything. But before we do that, let's take it to the essence. The essence of what I grew up on as a kid. Let's just take it there. And so like, subscribe, review. It's a ton of links in the show notes. That's gonna help you. It's a it's book, it's it's a it's a free book you can get. There is a a course you can get. You know, if you want to start a podcast, 
Visible Media Training offers that. It's a link in the bio if you want to check out check that course out. It's very economical. I think it's about forty seven bucks, and they're gonna have a lot of other content on there as well. So, say like I always say, we're gonna end it a little different today. Keep God first in everything you do. And we're gonna see you next time. Church sound. All right. Okay. Uh-huh.